I'm Alex Mack, part of the Call to Action crew, and I am here with one of my favorite Schmodown personalities of all flipping time, Miss Kill Bill herself, Miss Movies herself, wearing a pretty spiffy t-shirt. Miss Movies. Hello. What up? How you doing? Um, I'm doing, uh, I, the word I used today when my neighbor asked me like how things are going, I mm -hmm. said apathetic. So have no feelings, have no feelings currently. Well, but I'm excited to be here. Yeah, <laughs> so. uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. So I'm excited to talk about some weird stuff, some fun stuff, and more importantly, some schmodown stuff. Yes. Right. Um, are you really big when it comes to schmodown arguments and debates at all? Are you kind of, do you like to keep your opinions to yourself when it comes to like a lot of uh, schmodown hot takes and things along well, those lines? Well, see, personally, I like to share, let's see, I like to uh, avoid conflict at all times, which is Next probably time. why I said I will not be debating, but I will be co-hosting <laughs> if you would like, because I was like, mm, I've done those debate shows before and I'm like, this is not, this is not my favorite. Not my favorite thing, but I like watching yeah. them and mm -hmm. I like um, arguing with people when I'm not like in the yes. room with them. If that I, makes I'm sense. very similar. I'm like one of those people that I'm, I get tongue tied really easily. So I have to be able to write out my arguments. Yeah. I, 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 th I completely go blank when it comes to active arguing, but like 10 hours later, I'd be like sitting awake in bed and be like, oh, and I got another one. <laughs> Yes, but, you have another you know, point, and it always exactly. comes later. And another point, and another point, pulling it out in the <laughs> Hamilton situation. Anyway, okay, so we are going to be, we are really finishing up the Tournament of Champions right now. So we have Ben Bateman up against James White. They're going to be arguing some pretty awesome questions that uh, Brian and I, you know, really kind of put together. And so I'm really excited to see your take on some of their answers, because you don't know any of the answers that they picked. I have no idea. Um, mm -hmm. And I helped come up with one. <laughs> so the most that important one. Just okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get started with our competitors. For our first competitor, we have James White from the Den, the Lion himself, the Rookie Lion. Absolutely. What's up, James? What's up, guys? Um, yeah, it's been it's been a fun day so far. You know, um, mm -hmm. I'm happy to be here. I had three things on my to do list today: go to work, bike 20 miles, and beat Ben Bateman. So I'm two for two. Two so far, so I got to knock that third one out. When oh. you say twenty miles, does that mean ten miles to work, ten miles home? No, I just after I got off work, I biked twenty miles. Oh wow, yeah, I'm so casual. Is that about an electric it. bike, or is that just you? No nope, pedals. <laughs> okay, because I have an electric bike and I love it. <laughs> I I can't. I had to do something for this back. quarantine to keep active. Yes. I, I'm telling you though, an electric bike will change your life. If you've never biked like, or like that's not a regular thing you do, it will change your life. I love mm. it so much. Sounds fun. I will continue to go on. <laughs> I, I demand pictures and videos in that case, Brian. Okay. I was like, I do have those. Like my husband bought, so we have two electric bikes. My husband bought one and then convinced the rest of the neighborhood to get them. So now there's like a set mm -hmm. of like maybe eight bikes, electric bikes in the neighborhood of all the neighbors. So yeah. And what I'm hearing is that you started a trend. So basically I feel like yeah. if this is a multi-level marketing scheme. Like we should be making money <laughs> off of this. We're yeah. selling all these bikes. What's you know going what? on? Every anyway. great idea starts with that one person that triggers it. And <laughs> on right. to our next competitor, you know, definitely one of the best Schmodon competitors we've ever seen overall. But, you know, I like to call him, you know, Ben, that just super duper chill guy from Action Industries. What up, Ben? 
Oh, my dude, you're muted. Alex, great to see you. <laughs> you, get, you get a haircut because you look great tonight. You look, you look, you. You look really great. Thank you. A I'm lot of makeup on. Yes, we can. No, I, I, I'm ready for the show. I'm happy to mm -hmm. be here. Um, I heard James. He was he was talking about three things, and one of them was me. So you know what's new, right? I think uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to get used to this show tonight and, and really just you know settle in and and uh, you know make it happen. So really happy to see you guys here. And James, thanks for showing up. It's it means a lot that you showed up. Tonight. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Cheers, everyone. Perfect. <laughs> it makes me sad I haven't started drinking this evening yet. So anyway, moving on. Let's go ahead and uh, let you guys know. Uh, if you're not, have you, if you haven't been part of Schmobates before, if you're not sure what's going on, totally fine. Welcome to Schmobates, where we really actively debate and argue to the death, to the blood on all things Schmodown, arguing Schmodown's biggest and best and weirdest questions. Now, uh, both of these competitors today, they're actually, they've won several matches apiece. They're both sitting at two and zero oh in their records right now. So they're both definitely on the equal playing fields. And I'm excited. Both have kind of similar styles when it comes to arguing. So we have three questions for them to start debating. I already let them know the, their questions. They already let us know their answers. And, but we haven't really heard them uh, get started on it yet. Now, as Brian and I are up here, we, we may be moderating and we maybe look cool enough to be judges, but at the end of the day, you're the voters, the audience. You guys are the ones to determine who's going to walk away with bragging rights. So don't only hang out on here, hang out with us on Twitter and make your opinions known and vote on Twitter and we will let you know later. But please only vote based on the arguments, not depending on which faction is your favorite, which competitor is sexiest, whatever it may be. We want you to vote exclusively on the arguments today. All right. Let's now, get who going. did you each beat to get here? Oh, run me uh, through that. I beat Robert Parker and uh, Dwayne Burke. Mm -hmm. So another unproven rookie and somebody who is really, really, really great at supporting Schmodown competitors like myself. I beat Andrew Guy. And I also mm -hmm. took down Brendan the Kid Meyer for the second time in the mm -hmm. last 24 months. I also bought my golf club for that one, but I didn't feel I needed a prop for this one, James. So it's really good to see you. And again, congratulations on getting getting through that road because it sounds like it was a tough one. Okay. Um, but you know, it's I didn't have my uh, best friend lay down for me to advance and and uh, win. So you know, it's okay. You know, we'll we'll see what happens at the end of this match. He shed real tears, man. I don't know if you watched the episode, but it was a tough moment for him. I don't understand the golf uh, club reference, so. <laughs> you, should I explain it or should I just beat James? Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, well <laughs> you know what? If you're not familiar with the golf club reference, totally fine. But I definitely re recommend you go check out some of his previous matches where he did. Well, I do well, know that he used it. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> the last, uh, for his last match against Andrew Guy, he actually walked in with mm. his golf club, which is technically my property. You know, so there's a lot yeah. happening here. There a lot is happening. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get started on the questions. For the first questions, we are going to be starting with James. Second, uh, we're going to be starting with Ben. And for the third and final question, we'll be using this beautiful Action Army coin that says "Boom," oh. and it's a 15th anniversary. Cray, cray. I know Ben, you've never seen it before ever in your life, right? If I can, yeah, I've never seen that coin there before. It's a beautiful coin, though. Definitely Gorgeous. not. Absolutely. Okay, uh, we're going to be starting with James, like I mentioned. You have one minute on the clock to let us know your answer and let us know your pick today. Brianne, please do us the honor and read our first question. 
Your first question is what match had the best post-match interviews? Okay. There's a lot of cheese rum, a lot of great interviews and a lot of weird reactions. What is your answer? You have one minute starting now. Look, when you're, when you're asking this question, what match had the best post-match interviews, plural. So you're looking for a, a match that is iconic on both sides. You're not looking for one person delivering a promo or one person shining. You need everybody to shine. And, the match that defines that more than any other is the Shire Wolves retirement match. Um, you're, you're having two legends of the game, two iconic players going out for their final match and passing the torch off to a new generation with Mike and Chance. Um, the, the emotion that you see out of Kalinowski and Chance, Chance becoming the youngest champion right. ever and Mike becoming double belted, the emotion that they show in their interview is not quite there, but it's way way higher than than most you see from from um other matches um and then you have the shire wolves who are are just giving so much of themselves <laughs> everybody coming out is supporting them um there's so much love going around there's tears flowing it's just emotion on both sides of the coin and that's why because this match has the best post-match Great pick with both uh, pretty iconic teams. Absolutely. We did have a quick stream yard, uh, not stream, not stream yard. That's a different thing altogether from movie fan OB stream lab situation saying Brienne elevates any stream truth and have a great night. Thank you. Thanks, Fanobi. Steve. I appreciate it. Pretty cool fella indeed. All right. You two have one minute on the clock. Ben, let us know your choice starting now. The greatest post-match interviews of all time, they really center around two players being interviewed by Jen Sturger, the traditional and classic interviewer, the one that is unbiased and is responsible for being in some of the greatest moments. That is John Rocha and Dan Merle in the infamous David O. Russell loss to corruption, and a match actually that was on its way to getting to the very win you're talking about, James. Now, while I think that the win you're talking about is very impressive and it's incredibly emotional, it's hard not to get emotional when you watch it because it is followed by the Shirewolves retirement special. You seconds. watch an emotional arc with John and with Dan as they lose the match. As John storms out, he comes back in, he's interviewed by Jen and really has to lift Dan up by his bootstraps. They band together the first and second best Schmodan players ever in the single most emotional post-match interview of all time. Chance and Mike's interview, while still good there, is totally and secondary seconds. and almost irrelevant to the impact that is had by the single most emotional post-match interview ever in the history of the Shmoda. My two players still playing, by the way, not retired. And time. What I'm hearing is that corruption really puts on the best interviews overall <laughs> because of the correlation. The themes here. here. The There's themes. A, definitely some common themes. Absolutely. What do you, uh, before kind of diving into some of the reasonings uh, at all, uh, Brian, what do you think of these picks? Um, I, I really like how James said, it's not just about one interview. It's about both interviews. Um, mm -hmm. and, and went at it from that perspective of which one has both really great interviews. Um, yeah. but the problem with both of these interviews is that they didn't talk about the second interview. They only talked about one and mm -hmm. Ben himself even said it's irrelevant. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. how, how is corruption in both of yours? Like, the reason why your argument should win. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, that's what I want to know. Yeah, both interviews are definitely, you know, not as, you know, well known, but, you know, they're very irrelevant indeed. Okay, so we're going to be doing four minutes of open debate. And let's hear it. Sharwolves, uh, Corruption, Founding Fathers versus Corruption, both uh, matches from the same season, same tournament situation. So let's hear it. You have four minutes starting 
now. Yeah, and I don't. No. I, I did mention corruption. Oh, go right ahead, mind. Gator. Go right ahead if you want to talk first. Please be my guest. Feel free yeah. to jump in because I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, well, thank you because what, what I'm going to say is I did mention uh, the corruption in my my interview because I said the emotion that Chance and and Mike showed in in winning that match, becoming the youngest champion and becoming double belted for Mike. Whereas you just completely glossed over them even being in your match because you know what, Mike and Chance went in their interview. They were so defeated in winning. They had blank stares on their faces. They knew they didn't deserve to win that match. So everything about uh, corruption in your match is just completely thrown away. In my match, they had emotion. They had um, just uh, reverence even towards the Shire Wolves in, in defeat. Um, and there's just so much going on on both sides. Where yours, they're just kind of there. Yeah, you're right. They are just there, and they're also just there in yours. You are immortalizing a player who is one of the most talented young players in the history of the Schmodown, but shows zero character or emotion and is not good on the mic. I love Chance, but that's not why he's a great player. Wow. Chance is a great player because <laughs> Chance is a phenomenal performer. Mike Kalinowski feels a pale breeze come across his face and starts crying at the end of every match he's in. It doesn't take much for Mike to get emotional. But why didn't he get emotional is, in your match? Because Mike Kalinowski cries at the the literal feel of wind coming across his face. He's but an he amazing didn't do competitor. Unbelievable competitor. But Mike will do it if he needs to. The bottom line is you are comparing your Shirewolves post-match to my founding father's post-match. And you trying to dignify the S in this question and actually give credit to corruption is just trying to pull one over on everybody here, James. You don't believe it. And you don't really believe that it has any significance because neither do I. I'm glad that they got the wins that they got. But at the end of the day, we're both arguing for two people being interviewed, not four. Be honest with it. Don't lie to the audience. Don't lie to yourself. No, absolutely. We're being uh, four, at least on my end. You're arguing really about one. You're arguing John Roca's amazing promo, which I will give you. He has an amazing promo in that match. And you see the emotion on his face. Two but minutes. everything else around it is, is pretty muted. You have zero emotion out of Mike and Chance. Um, in mine, you, you definitely get both. And Chance does show emotion in that. And it's one of the first times he ever has and really has since because he was slapping that belt he was so excited about getting it and mike is so excited about being double belted so you're seeing both of those but really it's it's all about everybody showing their love and their respect for the shire wolves and you say that jen sturger is the classic announcer no emma fife is the classic announcer she's the one that did it before jen sturger and seeing her come out in support of her former uh, faction mates and her her players that she helped manage and the tears flowing out of her eyes because of all the, the accomplishments that they succeeded with together was much much higher than roca doing a great promo which he's done a hundred times emma fife was the interviewer in matches for three months before jen took over the job in april 2017 jen is the only unbiased interviewer and the only reason that emma does a good job in the one you're talking about is because she's their former manager it's literally set up for emotion it's not unbiased it's not a real sports moment like you get with jen interviewing the founding fathers which by the way once again i will give you the fact that Corruption was in the match in both matches. And maybe in your match, corruption is 1% better than mine. But it doesn't even compare to the fact that the emotional arc of losing, then walking out, then having to come back and pull themselves back up to eventually become the current team's champions. Dan is the current singles champion. That's what they are arguing for. And that is the moment that kicks it off in the interview that I'm talking about. Also, last time you were on here, Gator, you won a point by arguing how great of advice I give. So let me give you some advice now and back down on this point because you're about to lose. 30 seconds. You're just salty because they beat who's the boss. I mean, that that's all it is. You just, you have a, a thing against the Shire Wolves, even though in the interview after the end of that match, you praised the Shire Wolves so much, calling Rachel Cushing probably the greatest player ever and on, Rush, on Rushmore. But now you want to just seconds. throw them aside. No, it's absolutely a much better interview. It's much better interviews, plural. And they're uh, so much more emotion. Roca, 
doing a promo. We've seen it a hundred times. We don't and need to see time. it. time. Okay. Wow. So much fire. I'm just going to eat my <laughs> dinner. You guys it's in this virtual room right now. There's a lot of them. The Funkos behind James are starting to get a little scared of them. I can see it for sure. That taco over there with that chopstick. I don't know where that situation is, but I'm here for it. Just kidding. Sorry. That's wrong. Wrong <laughs> banner thing I put up there. Okay. So we have some both really solid arguments, you know, ranging from, you know, just how, you know, just the role of the interviewer with five versus Jen, you know, but also the influence and, uh, you know, chances reaction involvement in both, you know, corruption, you know, there's a lot to kind of cover. Um, Brianna, what did you think overall of some of these arguments? Well, okay. James, I thought you had the stronger opening argument, but I felt Ben had the better um, rebuttal to you in that second section here. Like okay. his, his counter arguments were pretty fire there. Um, I do want to uh, call attention to Sasha Pearl Raver being the OG interviewer of the Schmodown because I think she gets lost in the fold there and she is amazing. So I just wanted to uh, bring her up for a moment because we, we love her. So I love that. I love that. Uh, well, I do. Well. I do want to, you know, uh, bring up because uh, I did have, you know, Kermit the Pog says, "Where did I vote on Twitter? <laughs> Don't vote yet. <laughs> uh, vote after you hear the closing statement. Uh, you know, just like Jake is putting there. Okay. So what I also want to hear is that I didn't really hear you guys uh, talk about all that much. Is you know how what these interviews? How do they impacted fans? I remember crying at both of these personally, just because you know the Shire Wolves. I mean. For like not only just Shimoda in general, but especially like female competitors and what they did, uh, you know, influence the league. But also David O. Russell, we talk about that one till this day. So they're both very not only emotional, but they're very impactful. But I do want to hear how they impacted the fandom, what they mean to those individuals, their storylines, even today. Okay. All right. We are going to be starting with James for your closing statements. You have one minute on the clock to let us know why we should vote in your favor starting now look um i was lucky enough to be in the studio for that shirewolves retirement match and the the amount of goosebumps that you could feel in that room you had everybody involved with the schmodown piling into that little studio to see this match and to feel the emotions that, that were going on from everybody um there was a standing ovation during that post-match interview everybody got up and was applauding these two ladies that had been groundbreakers in the schmodown um and that's all taking place during that post-match interview um and there's not a dry eye in the house there i mean there's hardly anybody in there that wasn't getting emotional during this interview and like i said with uh with rokas you know it's all about getting screwed over in a question you know he he got a, a real bad break there and he flipped out and he went on a long rant and that's what we see out of john roca we see it a lot out of john roca but that is not what makes a good post-match interview. It makes a good promo. If this was a best promos match, yeah, I'll give it to you. But it's and not so what makes a good interview. You need to have a back and forth with the interview. And seeing Emma together with Mark and Draco and the Shire Wolves all coming back together and everybody in the Schmodown giving their support, time. that's what it is. That was intense. Okay. All right. Standing ovations. I had no idea. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a dry eye in the room for sure. And over to Ben, you also have one minute to let us know why we should vote in your favor as well. Starting right now. James, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was an incredibly emotional moment. There was not a dry eye in the house. It was a retirement match and it was a match that was coming and a retirement that was coming no matter what the outcome was, whether it was that match or the next. The Shire Wolves 
had a, a spectacle. They had a podium to walk out of the Schmodown on, but they didn't stay in the Schmodown. They decided to leave it behind and commemorate their victories. Now, the reason that what you're talking about and, and the argument that there's no back and forth with John and Dan is wrong is because look at the match. Look at the, what John is wearing in the match. Look at what he's wearing in the post-match. He literally walked out and threatened to retire, changed and came back to do the post-match interview. That's how emotional John Rocha was. In the post-match interview, he's interacting with Dan. Dan is interacting with Jen. Jen is interacting with John. The post-match interview was real and organic and actually spelled the road to the current Schmodan we're watching today. Look, I give the Charles credit for everything that they did in the league, but they decided to leave it behind. John and Dan did not. They are still playing, and that is why my argument is stronger than yours ultimately. They exist now. It sounded like, overall... There were a lot of stakes and a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, Brianne, were you at either of these uh, post-match interviews? Were you I was at both of them. Um, I mean, I have Did a lot I could say about the <laughs> David O. <laughs> Russell sure, one, but I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah, you are um, definitely one of the Schmodown OGs. So I'm sure there's a million and one things that you have, uh, you know, you can definitely spell for sure. But what do you think of these arguments, you know, real quickly? Um, I what think... One thinking? of the things, sorry, uh, continue. I oh, no, that's, that's it. Go ahead. Um, so I think one of the things that I wasn't thinking of, and I think that Ben really nailed that, is that we knew going into the match they were retiring. So no matter what, it's like a graduation. It was like attending a graduation, right? So we're having this speech at the, it's not really an interview. It's a speech at the end, right? Mm. Kind of like that. I don't know. I was, I was thinking of it more like that because we knew the outcome regardless. So we knew what was going to be happening in that post-match interview. Right. Mm -hmm. So is it kind of by the numbers then? Cause it's like, well, this is going to happen. So now, so which one is the more organic one? I'd go with Ben on that, but. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that Cheryl's were going to retire at the time. So for me, that was a complete surprise. So to me, the both of them were just as surprising. Um, you know, Bobby Gucci himself is in the, is in the chat. Quick I saw him. Yes. No, I think same. we can all assume we know who he's talking about here. He's the greatest manager of all time. You know. Okay, let's can... let's calm that down, Ben. Let's calm that. Let's calm that down. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay. All right. So we're gonna be going on to question number two. Okay. Now this is an interesting one. A lot of uh, new, not a lot of rookies are going into multiple leagues. A lot of uh, competitors are focusing on one league and. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an interesting situation right now. So we are going to be moving on to our second question. This time we're going to be starting with your Ben for his opening statement. And the question is, Brianne, please do the honor. What single league competitor would best succeed working in multiple leagues? Now, I do want to clarify. I've had heard of, I had when uh, Ben, James, and I were in our chat earlier. They wanted a clarification if singles and teams technically count as one league or two. And I kind of left it up to them, honestly, because of their answers. And so I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to be argued. But um, for actually for this one, it's going to be argued as like pretty much as one, as one league essentially. So let's go ahead and hear it. Ben, you have one minute on the clock. Let us know what you're thinking, what you picked, starting right now. Now, my argument here could seem a little obvious because the competitor I'm talking about has been announced to already go into this league. But I think if you discount somebody who is considered to be the greatest of all time, 
you are ignoring truly the facts in front of you. And that is that Dan Merle is the obvious choice here. This almost feels like a point that, James, you should just concede right now because you cannot make a stronger argument than the fact that the player that is the greatest of all time has not yet played a match outside of his current singles and teams division. He's going to be debuting in interview at some point this year. And based on what I can gather and what I understand about the Star Wars division, if you were a player of Dan's intelligence, is that you can go into Star Wars as well if you're already an intergeekdom competitor. And I think that Dan is going to be able to be a four-belt champion by the end of his Shmoda <coughs> career. I fully believe it. I believe that when Dan enters intergeekdom, he will be undefeated to the title because Dan doesn't do anything as a half measure. He only does it to win. And that is why I picked Dan Merle as my choice. Dan Merle potentially winning all four belts. That's pretty darn intense, that's for sure. Okay. James, what did you pick? <laughs> you yeah, have one um, minute on the clock starting right now. Yeah, Dan Merle does feel like an obvious pick because he was announced already. So, I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, why 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 not try it up with something different, you know? Why why not break out of that mold? He's already announced that he's going to go into the IG League. Why not get somebody different? When when I'm thinking about somebody that's going to step into a different league, I need somebody that's going to be preparing like nobody else. Somebody's going to come up with a different study regimen like nobody else. And that person is unfortunately Ben Bateman. Look. <laughs> if we're going to put somebody in a league that is specific about certain movies and you get Ben Bateman, somebody that already has an amazing study session, he has an amazing uh, regiment, and you tell him a list of movies he has to study, you give him the book, it's game over because he's going to find a way to study that better than anybody else. And you're going to find out that there's nobody in his way. He's going to just change the game. He's going to go into IG and he's going to change the way things are done there, just like he did in singles. He changed the way and that people I work in singles. So, and, uh, uh, this is amazing. This, this is, is amazing. Uh, <laughs> in the words of Jake Yacoveta, perfect answer. <laughs> All right. So... I can't wait to hear Ben argue against himself. It's going to be great. <laughs> Tell me why you suck, Ben. Tell me why you suck. This, this hurts my heart a little bit, but at the same time, I'm super excited at the same time. Um, okay, now um, I know I kind of uh, we kind of jumped already into the second question. I want to let you guys know, you can feel free to go vote on Twitter right now. And right there. Right there in that little banner below. Feel free to do it right now. You can uh, vote right now towards the end of the episode. Totally fine. Let the information marinate so you can help you decide. I just want to let you know that's so you can do it. But um, we are going to be collecting the votes at the end of the episode. So I don't want you to vote tomorrow. Not tomorrow morning. Next week. Because it's not going to matter. Because we need to find out who's going to walk away from this match today. The winner. So just want to give you guys a heads up. <laughs> All right. So, oh, sorry. Second one. There you go. You guys have four minutes to do some arguing. And I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm pretty psyched. Are you pretty psyched? I can't wait for this. Right? <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> All right. You guys got four minutes starting right now. James, go ahead. Spin your wheels. No, I'd love to hear what you have to say. You're talking about a really great competitor and somebody who I think is pretty well qualified. So go ahead, man. Lay your arguments on me. Look, like I said, um, you you give you you give Ben Bateman a study guide, something that he has every single movie he knows he has to watch or knows mm -hmm. he has to break down. 
and you're going to get the best performance out of him. You're talking about somebody that came into the league with an okay average, 70% accuracy rating in 2018's tournament. What happened in 2019's tournament? 92% accuracy rating. Oh, I mean, you, great. you you get somebody that knows how to study, and you change the game with that. I mean, you change the way people <laughs> had to do it, and I will this give you fun. that. But guess what? You know, you, you do that in IG, and you're going to turn heads, and I believe that you are better than Dan Merle when it comes to preparation. Dan Merle gets by on sheer knowledge, and he has a lot of it, mm. but he doesn't need to study for the most part, and you just found out a way to do that. James, you lit your firework. It went up into the air, and it blew up. And now it's gone. You have no other argument because your whole play here was to argue me against me. But you've done this before. Yeah. You've picked me. You've, you're obviously obsessed with what I've done in the Schmodown. That's very clear. I Look, man, I'm flattered. It's really nice of you to say. But the bottom line is no matter how much brash exuberance, no matter how much self-confidence, no matter how much commitment to the craft I have, if I was going to enter and win in a division beyond singles and teams, don't you think I would have even tried to compete by now? I've been in the Schmodown since 2017. I would have played an inner geekdom or Star Wars. I said on Schmodan backstage just two days ago, I believe in 60 days I could study for start for Star Wars and I could win the belt. I said that. We've heard me say things like this before about inner geekdom and they haven't happened. Look, man, I believe it a wholeheartedly that if I sit down and I learn it and I try, I'm as well equipped as anyone. But I haven't ever won the team's belt. Dan Merle has. He's won singles. He's won teams. And that's why he's entering into inner geekdom. He's the greatest of all time and on the greatest faction of all time with the greatest manager of all time for a reason. And as much as I'd like to argue against it, man, I just can't. He's the GOAT. And if you say otherwise, I mean, go ahead. But nobody in the audience is going to believe you. No, I 100% Dan is GOAT. But we're, we're talking about the GOAT of singles and teams. We're not talking about the GOAT in IG. We have no idea what he's going to do in IG. And guess what? He announced he was going to be in this tournament. And then what happened? He just backed out to uh, focus on his new channel. I think he was just scared of Robert Parker and a lot of these other rookies. I mean, if we're going to be uh, dipping our toes into IG, why is he not in that tournament? Um, you know, that, that's a big knock. Ben Bateman does not announce he's going to do something and then back out of it. If you said you were going to be in that IG tournament, you would have been in that IG tournament. And you would have studied your ass off and you would have won it. Just like you just said that if you would have studied Star Wars, you would win Star Wars. You just said it. So that's why if you were to study IG, you would win IG. I wholeheartedly believe that I will be able to do it the day that I decide to do it. But unfortunately, until I prove that, there's plenty of evidence provided by other Shmodan competitors that have not just said it, but have done it to suggest that when you put your mind to something, you do it. And look, man, I had said and worked at for years the ability to win in singles. And I did that. But I have merely mentioned in passing once or twice that I think I could do well in other divisions. That's different than somebody who put their mind to winning multiple divisions, retired, came back, regained his title, then won in teams, which at the point that he retired, he hadn't even done yet. Now, the reason he didn't enter into that, into that tournament is because he knows he's not ready because he's too distracted. He won't do it until he's ready. And when he's ready, he's going to do it. He's a guarantee. He's a lock. He's 100%. Nobody else has that. Look, even if I call myself number two, 30 seconds. phenomenal, phenomenal average being number two, but that's just not number one, man. And I chose number one. So as much as I love your confidence in me, James, it's very flattering. And I, and, and it sounds great coming out of your mouth. It's just not the truth. I, I no, hate to say it, but it's just 10 not. Seconds. It's absolutely the truth. And you've, you've said it was the truth at least five times in your argument against yourself. You said that you would do it if you did it, if you tried. And guess what? All you have to do is try and, and you'll do it. Dan, we don't know. I feel like there's some serious inception going on right here with the, mm -hmm. the Ben's and the James's and the Dan's. And the 
Ben, didn't you do an IG five way once? No, no. I back in 2017, I claimed at the time there was 187 movies to study, and I thought you could do it quickly. And I was proven wrong as the as the league developed and players like the ones we have now came in. I mean, that was a time when we didn't have yeah. most of the stars we have now. Smets didn't play then. No, Were you in a five way match ever at one point? Singles. I lost. I lost. Okay. Yeah, I lost to Jason Inman. What was that for? <laughs> I can't it was remember. for the uh, it was for the final spot, the seed in the yeah. singles tournament in 2015. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well. Okay, so I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> about these arguments. Now, um, I something I, I you did really kind of mention, James, that you really kind of focused in on how Ben, if he did have like a finite movie list, you think he would ace it considering his intensity when it comes to strategizing and studying. Awesome. Um, I Something that you mentioned that I didn't really hear a rebuttal about is that Dan did say he was going to go into IG, but he did back out. He never said he never ended up going into the IG tournament. So I kind of want you to address that a little bit more, Ben. Um, uh, a little bit at all. And also, Bryn, did you have any points that you kind of wanted uh, a little extra clarification on for their closing statements? Um, I think it was just basically the same. Like, why isn't he being utilized now, Dan? Yeah. That was my yeah, thing. We, because, like, yeah. he could have had that in this tournament. And then, but James said that he wanted to focus on his channel. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, hmm. yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. There's a lot of channels going on right now. There's a lot of people streaming away. Okay, so it sounds like from in the closing statements, Ben has a little extra work to do over James for sure. So I'm excited to hear them. Um, but at the end of the day, I did see Mike Deacon. He posted a, a hot take, if I do say so. Greatest heel ever, Jason Edman. What? Interesting, but you know, that's absurd. wrong. <laughs> Hot take. Okay. All right. So again, I do uh, want you guys to wait until the closing statements to make uh, your decisions on who you think deserves to win this debate as well. We have one minute on the clock. We're going to be starting with Ben this time. Are you ready, Ben? Yes. Yes, I am. Starting right now. Okay. So Dan Merle had announced that he wanted to be an inner geekdom, but Dan Merle is the ultimate main eventer. He is the ultimate elite competitor. And by the time that he had a chance to enter into an energy tournament, the Schmodown had moved into a digital landscape, one that he's unfamiliar with and one that he doesn't really want to do. It's beneath Dan Merle to go do the league in that capacity. He knows his inner geekdom debut is going to happen live or in studio. That's what Dan's going to do because only Dan, only somebody of his caliber could make the decision to do that. So he's going to wait. Dan knows that given the extra time to launch his channel, which now, by the way, is his livelihood, which I think is defensible, and being trained by somebody at home who actually has won the belt. What, do you think my phone has won the belt? I don't have anything in this freaking apartment that can win me the belt. I, I am doing it entirely on my own. Dan has a trainer who has won the title in his home. So he wants to take the extra time as he works on his channel to prepare. And I don't think it's indefensible that Dan is ready when he's ready, okay? And he wasn't ready yet. But he's going to, and when he does, it's high. Uh, that was hmm, interesting. Interesting. Okay, so we are going to be moving on to James uh, for your closing statement as well. You two have one minute on the clock, starting right now. You say it's beneath Dan to be on, you know, the internet and stuff, doing little things like uh, 
you know, calls and, and Zoom calls and Streamlabs. It's obviously not beneath you to be doing those things as you see here. Um, so that's why you would be more successful than Dan because you would step up to the plate and do this tournament online and you would succeed in this tournament online because you have what it takes in the preparation. Dan gets by on sheer knowledge. Um, yes, he would have Mara helping him out, but that's not necessary when you have the brain that that churns out these study regimens. The uh, the things that, that you were successful at is changing the way everybody else played in the league. You had to adapt everything. And going into IG, you would not only uh, learn the trivia because it's not all about the trivia. It's about finding it's the like gaps in the game. You found the gaps in the game in singles and teams. You would be able to find the gaps in the game in IG to exploit weaknesses. And by doing that, you would be more successful than and Dan would time. be. Oh, shnikes. Snarf, snarf. Sorry, sorry. There we go. Sorry. Thundercats. Yay. Snarf. Anyway, okay. So, yeah, Chris and Todd, I wish the internet could win me a belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn. Uh, killing Ben with himself. All right. Do I have bad? Am I, am I, am I cutting out on you guys? Because I, I shouldn't be. <laughs> I, um, I actually... <laughs> and also, uh, there's like no, there's quite a there's quite a bit of love uh, from both sides. You know, Ryan's really quick to say strong closing statement statement Ben, but also, uh, you know, damn, I love James White now. I'm sorry, what now? Is that is that a yeah, new thing? Okay, I see you. If he argues. I mean, if he argues that hard for me, it's hard not to love him, right? That's how I feel too. <laughs> it is like it is for you against you. Uh, yeah. All right. So, okay. That was question number two. If, uh, if you are like, Hey, I want to vote in favor of Ben, or if I want to vote in favor of James, let us know. Or right now you can go ahead and vote over on Twitter. You can, I also have a hyperlink in the description below. So, uh, you can click away, uh, over there if that's a little bit easier, but go start voting. Let us know who's going to walk away a winner today. We are going to be going into our third and final question. Okay, so this one, Brianne. Yes. Are you excited about the third question? I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so I you are Miss Movies. I when I think of you, I think of awesome costumes. I think of awesome entrances. I think of really great voice. I think of like awesome schmodown competitor all, overall. But also at the end of the day, I also think of musicals. So as one should, my life is a musical and I feel like my, my coloring right now makes me look like I have jaundice and I just can't get over that. So <laughs> that's just where I'm at <laughs> currently. I, I, I feel you girl. I feel you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like considering the amount of blue I have going on, I feel like a Vivica A. Fox from like a, a Mr. Freeze's like ex-girlfriend ish mm. kind of situation. I like you know, it. From, Mr. Ice Christmas, he's Mr. Snow. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, yes. No, and then she's like, mm -hmm. I know what you're talking you about. Know? He's Mr. Heat Miser. He's Mr. Sun. Da -dun, da -dun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with everything going on, it's uh, fun to refer to those weird little ones. It's actually my favorite uh, version of Gotham City on a film, that's for sure. Not gonna lie, hot take right there. Okay. Speaking of which, you know, all both of our competitors are wearing hats. So getting into the musical spirit, we're going to be mm -hmm. diving into our third and final question. The weirdest of them all. The best question of them all. Brianne, please read our third and final question. What faction would make the best movie musical? Movie? I want to know details, like specific details. 
details. I also yeah. want to know what kind of inspiration. If it would you do like an original uh, movie musical, or would you uh, do something like a, a, a version of I don't know West Side Story or something? I don't know. Hopefully not I, that. Hopefully not that. But we'll see. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> Bitches, either way, what would they be doing? What would it embody? Who would the who would the director be? I want to hear it. Okay, you guys have one minute to make your opening statement, and we are going to be starting with if I can bring out my coin, that'd be great. We're going to be starting with using this coin to determine who is going to be going first. If you're not familiar with this awesome spiffy little coin right here, AMA fits a year anniversary, but also kaboom, y'all. You know, it's uh, being part of the Action Army established in 2015, so no big deal. Just part of the Action Army OG, so, you know, whatever. Um, but we are going to determine who's going to go first by flipping this coin. And before we started chatting, well, recording earlier, we determined that... I can find my notes. We decided that... James is the boom. Yes, James is the boom. So I'm going to attempt to do a good flip real quickly to determine who is going to go first. That's a really bad flip, but okay. It is fifth, AMA fifth anniversary. That looks like so, my side. Indeed, it is. So would you like to go first or defer? I'll be going first. You'll be going first. All right. Movie musical. Start pitching. You have one minute on the clock to get us inspired and invest in your faction musical. Starting right now. Look, it's called a musical. It involves music. I think we'd better start with the faction called the rock stars because they are full of performers. If you want incredible performers to be incredible on stage in front of an audience, you want people that are unpredictable, that are passionate. Look no further than Jeff Snyder. I mean, he is literally living and breathing unpredictability. He is craziness incarnate. Look over to Mark Andreco, who has aced the musical category time and time again. I mean, an amazing performer in the category and loves it. You have real celebrities and performers like Jared Haven in the faction. You have Stacey Howard, who has literally done a greatest showman entrance in the Schmodown. I mean, the understanding within this faction to be able to pull this off is second to none. And of course, the faction manager herself, Roxy Stryer, somebody who is a dedicated and committed <laughs> actress who has been doing it four years who's a writer who is an who is a fully understands the genre understands the field there is no and other faction okay all right so what i'm hearing is that there's a lot of performance performers in this faction okay let's see how it uh, compares to ben's pick you two have one minute on the clock starting right now Look, if we're going to pick a faction to make a movie musical, how about pick a faction with someone that's been in a movie musical? And that's the dungeon because Kevin Smets was in Newsies. Look, you're, you're talking about a, a full team with Kaiser at the helm. I mean, what better character can you have in a movie musical than Kaiser? He brings nothing but energy nonstop. Like he's just sniffed 500 lines of cocaine, but it's <laughs> so over the top and energetic. And that's what you need in these type of movie musicals. And if we're doing um, the, uh, the, the performers, like you're throwing out their names. I mean, the, the dungeon has Brittany Young and she can sing. The dungeon has video drew and she can sing. We have so many performers as well in there. Adam Witt. I mean, you've got people with comedy. You got uh, people that can sing. You got people that can act and you got intensity and charm out of all of these characters. The dungeon is 
a redemption story. It's a rise, a fall, and redemption. It's what you need in a good story. Time. Okay. We got a little uh, little teaser into what kind of genres and plot we'll be getting for sure. What are you thinking about these pitches overall, Brian? Is there anyone in particular that you would love personally to participate in? Um, well, I don't know what musical they would be doing, but uh, so that would make the difference in terms of which one I would want to be on. But um, I do appreciate that you're calling out people's vocal work. Um, although I did watch video Drew's karaoke, so I don't know if I agree with you, James. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, sometimes you need those comedic comedy sing-alongs as well. So, you know, I'll give you that. When it comes to musicals, it is having really great acting chops is arguably just as important as great musical chops. And I think she has definitely good acting chops, but that's a whole different conversation. I want to hear more about, uh, you know, both the rock stars and the dungeon. Now, something I was a little, he definitely pointed out is that, you know, they definitely have a, uh, you know, jump in a little inch and further because, you know, Spets has been part of an actual movie musical. So. Not gonna lie, that was a great pick, solid pick overall. Okay, you guys have four minutes of open debate to really let us know which one sucks, which one's awesome. Let's hear it. Convince us, convince Brianne. Starting now. You know, James, the thing is, Kevin Smets, and he's very vocal about the Newsies role that he that he had. I mean, it's a, it's a phenomenal thing to look at, and it's so much fun to watch. It's great. He's a good friend of ours, you know, and it's so cool to see him do it when he was much younger. But the thing I didn't mention in my first argument, because I wanted to make sure I saved it for this one, is that Roxy has an actual musician who is worldwide performing on stages in front of tens and twenties and hundreds of thousands of people and Chris Jericho on her faction. He has a band called Fozzie. Have you heard of it? He's a singer. He actually performs. He wears a scarf better than anyone I've seen. And that includes myself, my friend. I wore a scarf in several of my last live matches. Fozzie is amazing. Chris Jericho is amazing. And Roxy herself. I mean, you mentioned Kaiser being a character and he is. I mean, I love Kaiser. You've seen the hat. He's got the shirts. Roxy has a has an outfit change and a vibe change for every match she's in. She really works to make sure she's putting on a theatrical show, one that mimics something you would see on the Broadway stage. And you know, I you can't you can't bank your whole argument on on Smets because if you compare Roxy to Kaiser, Roxy's the win in terms of this. And if you compare Smets to Jericho, Jericho's doing it right now, literally right now, actually right now, not 20 years ago. So I, I maybe longer actually. Newsy says I think it's 1992 if I'm not mistaken. I think that was, you know, a little long, a little long ago to bank your whole argument on 28 years ago. Go ahead. Look, we're, we're not talking about whether Kevin Smith is, is just an amazing musician and things like that. It doesn't matter whether you're a fantastic musician. How many fantastic musicians have made great movies? I mean, it doesn't happen very often just because you put Chris Jericho in a movie. Yes, he's got a great band. I love Fozzie. But what are we going to get? Are we going to get Rock of Ages? I mean, that was a garbage <laughs> movie. I mean, you're, you're putting Chris Jericho in, in that. I mean, that's not what I want to see. I don't want to see a hair metal band for, for two hours. It's going to be just over the top and annoying. And you're putting Jeff Snyder at the top of your call sheet. Do you really want to watch Jeff Snyder for two hours? You're not going to be ripping your eyeballs out after watching him for 15 or 20 did I, minutes Did I mention straight? Jeff Snyder in my last statement? I mentioned Jeff Snyder in my first. I mentioned yeah, Roxy and Jericho. The very first name that you Snyder mentioned was Jeff three, Snyder. Maybe at best. The Come first on. name you called out was Jeff Snyder. I mean, I would list him maybe fifth or sixth. Get those get those names out there. Call Chris Jericho and Andrako. Yeah, build them up. But don't bring out Jeff Snyder. Nobody wants to see that crap. Um, yeah, Smets, Smets is not going to be uh, – it's, it's not just because he was in Newsies. I'm just saying he already has that background. 
that's what you want is you want that movie, that musical, that theater background. And he has that and he's able to elevate it. And yes, Kaiser, you're, you're comparing Roxy Stryer to Kaiser on, on which one is a better character. Roxy is fantastic. I love Roxy, but you cannot say that she is a better character than Kaiser. Kaiser has so much personality nonstop. He never turns it off and it's just over and over and over. You know, I think your arguments are so erroneous and so ridiculous and so and so slanted in the favor of just and you also can I just mention for a second in your opening argument, you said we have we have you're in the den, my friend. You're not in the dungeon. I don't know what you were talking about or what you're going for, or why you said that, but you're not part of the dungeon. You, they didn't draft you. OK, they <laughs> left you in the dust. So enjoy the den. I'm talking about I'm talking about not my own faction. I'm not using the words we, though, just for the record, guys, if I didn't feel like it was such a self-aggrandizing dickhead move to do, I just would have chosen the exchange because it's the greatest faction of all time. I mean, come on, <laughs> let's be honest. But like, that's not what I'm arguing for today. I really, truly believe that the rock stars are the most qualified to serve the answer here. I almost, honestly just want to forfeit the rest of my time because I think your argument is so poor. And Kevin Smets is one of my best friends. He's amazing. I love Smets. Smets and Kaiser are coming on my show very soon. There's just it's 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 a ridiculous thing that you can't defend. I, I think my argument is strong enough. I don't even have to say anything else. Honestly, that's fine. Yeah, just concede the rest of your time. I'm cool with that. And I say we because I put myself into this. I, when, when I give an answer, I become part of that answer. And that's why it's we. I thought long and hard about which one I would want to be a part of in a movie, and it's time. this one. Yeah, sorry, James. Okay. Sorry, time. <laughs> Loose argument, though. Oh, man. These are both really... There's. Oh, man. Okay, so this is a very personal decision. As a musical fan, which one are you most excited about so far based on what you heard? I... Uh, something I did make note of as well is that I didn't really hear any comparisons to any actual musicals. Would it be mm -hmm. an original musicals or like what actual musical would it be inspired by or be similar to? I know what it would not be similar to, <laughs> but what do you think, Bran? Uh, yeah. I was hoping that maybe you would pick an actual musical that you would cast people from the faction in so then we could debate that specifically, but that's not what happened. And that's fine because that doesn't, that's not in the question. Mm -hmm. um, but I was hoping to talk more about something along those lines. Um, but I do appreciate that. I don't want to see rock of ages with Jericho. <laughs> that got me. Like as, okay. as excited as I am about him as performer, you're right. I don't know if I would want to see him in a rock of ages. I mean, that's a whole other conversation as well. Um, all right. So um, <laughs> uh, we are going into our closing statements. Now, everyone, I see a lot of be, be like, yeah, I boo this side, boo that side, whatever it may be. Okay. So I want you guys to vote exclusively on these arguments. Vote with your heart. Vote with your soul. Don't vote for factions just want to put that out into the universe you guys all right so we're gonna be going into our closing statements now brianne real quickly what do they need to say in order for you to be like heck yes i want that that sounds like the most amazing music musical movie ever like, what do they need to pitch to you? Uh, they probably just need to tell me, like, what uh, what they think their faction would be best at. Would it be something we haven't seen or would it be something that's been done before and remade? That's true. Okay. I can definitely see that. Like, do you okay. want Dungeon to do Newsies again? Like, is that what we're going for or no? I don't I know. Excited. 
let's uh, get some pitches going. All right. So, Ben, you uh, decided you wanted to go first since the coin was in your favor. So that means you are going to be going first again in the closing statement as well. You have one minute on the clock to really solidify or your argument or completely your, yield your time. Your word's not mine. Starting right now. I think if you're going to try to have a, a musical, you want something original. I think the classic musical and the age of the classic musical has mostly passed us by. I think there are you know remakes that'll come along. I think Spielberg's West Side Story is interesting, but generally speaking, I think original musicals are going to be better. So, you know, your La La Lands and your greatest showmans of the world, and even your Star is Born, which is not a traditional musical, are really where I want to see things go. And I think that the rock stars are well suited for that because while Kaiser is, I think, just generally well loved by everybody, exactly. Roxy is polarizing. She's both loved and hated. She makes for an unbelievable central character in the story. Not to mention the fact that she drafted Andreco and Snyder at the top of the heap. Two people that are total opposites and have underperformed this year. The redemption arc is something that I think most people would be excited to watch. And Andreco is such a sympathetic character. While Snyder is such an outrageous character to lead the charge. Those two with, of course, Jericho as your huge star backing up Roxy. Is something and I would time. Okay. So a star is born inspired musical, really focus on redemption with the characters uh, between Andrago and Snyder. I'd watch that. I'm not going to lie. I'd watch that. Okay. Okay. We have one minute for James. Let's hear it. You have one minute on the clock starting now. Yeah. Ben saying that he's going with an original musical because he has no idea how this group is going to coalesce into anything. It's just kind of throw everything against the wall and hope something sticks. Look, I have a complete idea for what mine is, and it's kind of a take on Oliver and uh, mixed in with a little Dr. Horrible uh, sing-along blog. And you you have the perfect cast for that with Kaiser being like the Fagin and you have Smets as like Dodger and uh, and bringing up Parker as like the Oliver character. It's like you, you can kind of modernize that. It's different. You have uh, so many uh, fantastic characters like Video Drew and Brittany Young it's kind of rounding everything out. You have... 35. So much uncharismatic, uh, uncharismatic people in rock stars with uh, Snyder. I mean, charismatic, but he's very obnoxious a lot of the time. So you have Snyder, Alex Damon, Jim Vavita. Like these, these people don't scream musicals. They don't scream like popping off the screen and charisma. With with the dungeon, you have uh, a lot of energy. You have a lot of personality, and it's going to be a good fit for that type of a story. Oh, I would totally want to pay money for both these movies, movie musicals. <laughs> okay, so whereas uh, with Ben, we had a Star is Born inspired musical, Focus on Redemption. We also have another, sounds like something a little more meta, you know, with, you know, Oliver, Oliver twist version Dr. of Dr. Horrible sing-along as well. That's quite a combination of uh, very famous musicals. Alex, sure. can, I ask, can I just ask you a question? I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to do this, but James, are you okay? I feel like you face planted pretty hard and I just wanted to make sure you were doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah. That's pretty good to watch. I'm sorry, man. I, I know you had good intentions in that one, but I, you lost me. I was yeah. so. What nervous. was your movie again? Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it, man. Just, just take care of yourself. Okay. Okay. This just sounds like it's a very personal answer for sure overall. Okay, well, Brian, I mean, like you have a very musical focused background and everything, but I mean, overall, I mean, if you if you're not so much an actor involved, I mean, if you were like an investor working doing something behind the scenes, how would you feel about these going into these musicals with these casts and everything as well? 
where am I going to put my money? Um, that's, this is a, this is a hard one. I did appreciate James giving us uh, a little more specific in terms of, um, Oliver, Dr. Horrible, like, so we get the, the idea of what kind of style you're going for. Um, when Ben was giving his argument, I was thinking it was like maybe even a Schmodown based musical <laughs> for some oh reason. God, That's yeah. all I was thinking. And I was like, oh, okay, I could be on board with that too. Um, so gosh, I mean, do I have, oh, okay. I, I'd probably oh. go with Ben because of yeah. the, um, you know, having Roxy as the forefront, I think is a more interesting um, depth of character. I am sorry, not, James. I, I totally <laughs> see where you're coming from because uh, I really, really enjoy Stars Born, and I agree on a lot of aspects. But I'm not going to lie; I would be so much more excited to see that's a horrible sing along, Schmodown version. I would be so psyched to see that with Kaiser potentially in the director's chair. <laughs> I would be like, can I pay, just pay a stupid amount of money to see this? Can I do that? Okay, so you guys, you're watching this. There's uh, over 50 of you guys watching this. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. But we want you to go over there and get voting. Let us know who should win. Is it going to be Ben with the Star is Born Inspired Musical? Is it going to be James with Oliver slash Dr. Horrible Sing Along? Oh my gosh, that's a very, this is a very personal question overall. So <laughs> go vote right now. And you've let all the arguments and everything really marinate and everything. So now we have 10 minutes for just to wait for y'all to go get voting right there, right now. Go mm -hmm. vote. If you, yeah. So if you guys decide to vote in like 15 minutes, that sucks because it's not going to matter. Because you need to vote right now. Do the competitors get to vote? Like you get on your uh, device right now? Uh, vote for yourself? Well, you cannot retweet yourself. That's mm, the thing. Because okay. let's say, you know, you know, obviously Ben has, uh, you know, very massive following. Yeah, Ben, retweet question two for me. <laughs> you know, and, so hypothetically, if uh, Ben was like, hey, vote for this one and retweet it, I, a lot of people would be sure. like, not hearing the arguments, you know? So we want to used to have a feature on YouTube that was like you could vote in YouTube. They don't do that anymore? I was trying to do that, and I feel like I don't know how to do it correctly because I was messing mm. around trying to do it, and uh, it's... Yeah, it's possible, a, but then you have to... I, I believe you have to refresh after every question in order yeah. to get the new question to pop up. It's yeah. like a whole thing. It's it's a process. Maybe I'm to, just not... To get the new annotations, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Okay. A wee Good bit. to know. I have I been uh, trying to find new ways to uh, have people vote. And there's like this website you can go vote or you can just like text in your answer essentially, but mm -hmm. also try not to be like $150 a month. And so I was like, maybe no. <laughs> hard pass on that voting process. I think, I think the Twitter, I think the Twitter method is strong. I, I think it's yeah. nice. Like, you know, you try to get people over to Twitter and I think Twitter is the best and most interactive social media. So I, yep. I think it's a good, mm -hmm. it's a good move. I mean, uh, James, you did a great job tonight. I, I really, after watching your, after watching your last arguments, I was impressed and I, I knew you'd bring it and you did. So I'm excited to see how things uh, things turn out. I only yeah, mean man. that like 80% backhandedly. I don't mean that all the way back. <laughs> no, it's fun. No, Just look, I, I knew going into this match, it was it was going to be a, a fun match and it was going to be intense. And it has been uh, both of those things. So, you know, I'm looking forward to see, you know, if I can kind of pull away with a win here and which I would be very happy with. But, you know, never know how voting is going to go. Um, I, no. think, uh, I think I think. We both uh, made solid points all around. 
Um, I completely disagree with you uh, dismissing my movie because I believe it is so much better than yours. But you know, we'll see what everybody else thinks. Um, real quick, Danny Coast is really quick to say, Bibbs, feed me Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. I would totally see that. Yeah. <laughs> like right now. So right now. Bibbs as Audrey too? Is that what you're talking about? That would be hilarious. Oh my gosh, yes. He's such a good <laughs> singer and it's not really talked about all that much. And I and that kind of hurts my heart a little bit. He's so talented all around. Um real Bibiani? quickly. I'm sorry? Yes. Bibiani, he's a good singer. I didn't know that. What, can Bibbs can sing? It's wait, is that sarcasm or no? I can't tell. No, no, I didn't know. I mean, I've heard oh, him yeah. do like the, yeah, like, yeah, the line before. I, I didn't know he, he could sing. sing. No, where, where, yeah. where have I heard Bibbs sing before? He's actually sang in uh in an interview. Uh, before at like a post or pre interview, I know that yeah. during the match, and he sang really well. I mean, huh. he's he's a theater nut, you know. The man loves you know performing overall. So, wow, and, I didn't know that. he's he's uh, definitely trained. That's for sure. Um, so um, I do know, like I mentioned, I just want to give you guys a quick update. We're just over six minutes. So just saying, if you haven't done it yet, get yourselves together. All right. Okay. So, and thank you to Jake for really taking care of the voting process for us on Twitter. So shout out to him being amazing. And he's going to also let me know uh, the stats and everything for this. Now I do want to let y'all know, we are really climbing towards the edge of these uh, for this little tournament. So whoever is going to win this match is also going to be playing against um, Bibs, uh, you know, here very soon Bibs or Danielle. And so it's going to be kind of oh. terrifying because I don't want anyone oh. to lose. Yes. Yeah, and he's in, the, uh, he's in the finals, huh? Is uh, how, how many, how many like tournament champion bracket? What's the setup? Where, where are we in the, are we in the semis or where are we? Well, at? okay. So I actually have several. Okay. I actually deleted the, one of the older pictures, but I have two potential outcomes for this one, obviously, but I just want to give you some, you know, a reference. So if, Ben wins today. It looks like this. But um, yes, it did break the color palette, which is kind of funny because it's blue on top, right on the bottom. But this is where we are. So we've actually had several really awesome matches, you know, started going into this. Uh, you know, obviously we're narrowing it down to this one. And now it could be that one or it could very well say James White right there. Just want to clarify. But Bibbs did mm -hmm. win against Billy Belford just a few days ago. And mm -hmm. Daniel Ramirez, you know, beat... Um, Rachel Silvestrini as well, just a few days prior. So one of you guys is going to play one of them. So I was going to get a little tense. We're going to find out here in just a few minutes though. Okay. And then that's the winner, the winner of winners. After the winner that. of winners. <laughs> yes. An all time level champion. That's it's exactly what James hoped he was going to be when he got drafted in the league. He was hoping he'd be a champion of champions. And, uh, I wish you the best, man. I really do. I hope it goes well for you. Thank you. He's <laughs> so sincere. It's great. It's <laughs> um, Okay. So going into this as well, um, you know, I don't want to like, because uh, I know, again, like I mentioned earlier, we've been on, I were on a kind of a time crunch. I don't want to waste anyone's time. So instead of uh, mentioning it later on, I do want to mention it now, just kind of closing statements and everything really, you know, what is it you're kind of working on, uh, you know, Brian, where can we like find you and like stay up to date with everything you're doing? Mm. I'm doing nothing. Please don't look for me. 
that's what is going on in my life. I know, but you can find me on Instagram, Miss Underscore Movies. I don't do Twitter anymore because uh, I felt that there was too much negativity in my life and yeah. needed to exit that stage. So, yeah, not there. Only on Instagram. Twitter is can be a really weird place, that's for sure. Now more than mm -hmm. ever. But overall, I'm excited to see your face wherever it may be. Instagram, Twitter, anywhere else. Sometimes I do shows, sometimes I don't. Who knows? And also, <laughs> my pick for <laughs> Droog's manager. What? Excuse me. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I just have that thing. It's going to happen soon. My throat. <laughs> Excuse me. So, mm. Excuse me while I take some water. Um, but also, Dean. Isn't it Ken? Isn't mm -hmm. he, like, going to be it now? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I figured okay. he'd just slide into that role. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I do know that uh, Hannah... Um, that that gross person he's pitching pretty <laughs> aggressively to make himself the temporary droogs manager for the rest of the season well i watched him in the star wars match you know I, that was a thing that i'd watch so yeah he did, he, did, yeah. he did a pretty good job he did a good job you know did he did he i thought so i mean he was he was hannah the whole time which you know has its own problems but you know yeah he was... agreed <laughs> totally agreed we're at uh just over two minutes and 30 seconds yeah he's uh he's doing a thing I don't think he's doing it well, but that's just my own opinion. Um, over to the man with the Funko Pop collection over there. How many movies do you have, James? Um, last I counted, it was like 1,100. Give wow. or take. What? Yeah. 1,100 like DVDs? Yeah, mostly Blu-rays. But yeah, DVDs, oh, Blu-rays. I thought you were talking about your Funko Pops, and I was like, what? No, no, not. <laughs> You can just build yeah. that many Funko Pops. I'm like, that's a problem. Boxes. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't have that many Funko Pops. Just kind of what you see. Um, but yeah, <laughs> roughly 1,100 movies, something around there. Wow. Well, you know, okay. In that case, what do you think is one movie that has never been on Blu-ray that you think should absolutely be on Blu-ray? Ooh. So I know there's a lot. There's a lot of classic movies. Yeah, and I'm really bad about that because I don't really notice like which ones have been um, released on Blu-ray. Um, there's there's one that I've been really trying to find, and I don't know whether it has a Blu-ray release, but it's really hard to find, and that's uh, the Philadelphia Story. Um, really mm. oh. great classic one with Jimmy Stewart yeah. and Catherine Hepburn. Um, I'm not sure if that's on Blu-ray. It was really hard to uh, to find a, a box set with that, bringing a baby and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I would I would like to see some of those early classic uh, Hepburn movies. Yeah, not to mention Jimmy Stewart. Mm. What a beautiful yeah. piece of man candy. Oh yeah, Dogma's a good one. Yeah. Do you think yes. that? Uh, do you think that classics is something that it sounds like it that would you be strong in? Is that like a place where you focus a lot of energy and time, or it's just don't it's give all away your secrets? I'm not giving you yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you digging. <laughs> Okay, um, but also, okay, Ben, you're going a million miles a minute. You have a bunch of awesome things right now, especially going on with Nerds and Suits. So if you want to drop any quick info about that. Yeah, yeah, it's a new thing. Uh, YouTube.com slash Nerds and Suits. Right now there's two episodes or uh, two shows a week, I should say. There's an interview show one-on-one -on -one tomorrow. I've mm -hmm. got an interview with uh, Trevor Steins, uh, who is Jason Blossom on Riverdale posting. And uh, there's a show every week called Song from the Scene, where I, I talk about the best songs and the best movies, and then I play the songs and guitar for you guys. And uh, this week I did Tiny Dancer from Almost Famous, so I was very proud of that. Um, and you guys have been so cool, so go subscribe to that. There's like a, I announced an original album I'm doing, and it's going to release in December. 
And twice a month, I'm doing these hour-long like private writing sessions where I'm kind of debuting and premiering material with you guys to kind of interact with. Miss Movies actually is a double diamond patron over there, which is awesome um, and so cool. <laughs> uh, and at, at that at that level, you guys can submit covers actually, and I'll learn the covers for you and perform them. So, um, but uh, yeah, go check that out. Plus, obviously, you guys all know the action stuff. We've got Sam Levine coming on this Sunday night for the action guys. Um, that's kind of my my story. Nice. Yeah. Well, have you picked your next question? You guys have less than 30 seconds to make your final vote. So if you haven't, well, that's unfortunate because you guys got 15 <laughs> seconds to really let us know your opinions because after these 10 seconds, we don't care about your opinions. So, you know, that's how it goes. That's it. All right. Are you ever going to do five, four, three, two, one? We're done with the voting process and I'm going to be waiting for Jake to send me the answers until then. Have you, are you, do you plan on doing kiss from a rose anytime soon? I very much do. It's uh, it's, it's on the list. Actually. I, I, the guy that I'm producing the album with David, Michael Frank, who's my old co co-host and my old bandmate. Um, he and I used to play that song when we were 16, we would play it at shows. And so, Aww, uh, we've talked about actually did. collaborating on it. We love that song. I, I fucking adore that song from Batman forever. So probably when we start working on producing the record, we'll probably do like a proper, proper cover of it. Like in his studio with like multiple mm -hmm. cameras, it'll be like a little better, like a duet on it. So, but I mean, come on, who doesn't love kiss from a rose? That's just seriously. Yeah. Yeah, you you can. I know so many people that really don't like the movie, but they love that song. And yeah, I feel like good. that movie, like the movie's not great, but dang it, it's 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 my. Favorite. I still have a special place in my heart for Batman it, Forever. It's not a great movie, yeah. but it's a really fun movie. <laughs> and I it's not Batman and Robin by any means. Well, it's so weird, you know. And I'm like, you just. I mean, height of his powers. Jim Carrey was a perfect choice for Ridley. Come on. I oh my gosh! Still my favorite yeah. Riddler ever. <laughs> I got to be honest. I think like, cause people will say that, that forever is like a little better than Batman and Robin. I actually think that Batman and Robin is more enjoyable. Cause I think forever is still trying oh. to be a little bit more legitimate. And I think just the idea mm. of Schwarzenegger ever playing a scientist is so, <laughs> so enjoyable. Like there's like the scene when he's in the lab and like, and like uh, Clooney's watching the video and he's like, let me see what happened to Dr. Freeze. And you see Schwarzenegger in like the lab coat that he just has no business wearing. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> Do, 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 do. And it's like, he's like no, no, no. and he like falls backwards into a vat. Oh, do you guys see Ben Bateman doing this IG stuff? You all see that, right? <laughs> uh, speaking of everyone's which, voted already, James. Yeah, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I have our answers. We have a winner. We have a loser. Let's second place. We have someone in second place. That means, yes, we do have someone in second place. <laughs> and which of those little picture brand things am I going to whip out here in a hot second? All right. For question number one being, what match had the best post-match interviews with a 57.4% of the vote in favor of? <sighs> okay, fine, whatever. And Founding Fathers versus Corruption. Yes! Woo! Woo! <laughs> You did it. Congrats. What a weenie. What a weenie, that fella. All right, moving on to question number two. What single league competitor so far uh, would best succeed working in multiple leagues with 51.6 of the vote? If you lose, you still win, Ben. It is. <laughs> For this one. Dan Merle. I mean, ah! Woo! Oh, no. <laughs> it could... Winning two 
actually scratch that of the let me just go in and read the third question here in a hot second what faction would make the best movie musical with 58.5 percent of the votes it is the rock stars meaning wow not only is that last one especially the wrong you guys voted incorrectly (laughs) our winner it is ben the Bach Bateman of the Finstock Exchange. Congratulations. Winning the second competitor ever to win three out of the three questions. Yeah. Holy shnikes. Congratulations, my dude. Thank you so much. Wow. I really appreciate it. Congratulations to James for fighting so hard for doing such a good job tonight. He was uh, he was a lot of fun to play against. And, uh, you know, I look, I watched. I watched intently as I watched him fight his way to get to this point. And the bottom line is, you know, he he multiple times fought for me, and and that's ultimately what happened is he was fighting for me in these arguments. So, uh, James, thank you so much for your support. I'm really glad you had my back on this one. And I'm glad to get there. Guys, I really do not want to mail Ben a belt. It's not something I have the heart to do, and I don't want to do it. But, but he mailed you a coin. It. But gosh darn it. <laughs> Man. All right. Okay, so James, how you feeling? How you doing, man? Oh, you know, it's it's expected coming in here with the uh, the chat bias. You know, they're gonna vote for anything Bateman. <laughs> so that 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 was my entire plan for round two is just see Ben Bateman's name on there, and then they have to go crazy about which one they're gonna choose, whether it's actual Bateman or the Bateman choice. So they, they didn't know what to do, and that's why that one was so close. And the other two are not because Ben picked the other answer. You know, my my movie was better. Come on, Alex. You know that. I so agree. What, I what 100% agree. I put money on that movie. And everybody I- knows that the Shire Wolves gave a much better interview than that. So, yeah, I'm fine with it. You know, I knew this was going to happen coming in. I had a good time. Uh, all kidding aside, though, Ben's a great debater. You know, you know, you know he's going to come with it and bring fire. And, and he did. From from second one, you know, he, uh, he had it and he was hammering me and I was trying to give it back and I, I had fun, you know, so it was it was a good time regardless. But, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Well, I'm excited for you to come back in the future and really kind of Thank show you. Yeah. You are also going into this. You're only at two and one. So, I mean, like, yeah. you know, it's a great record overall. Ben, obviously, you are currently three and oh with a perfect record. So congratulations. And uh, Brienne, I know we're going to be wrapping things up here in a hot minute. But how do you feel walking yeah. away from... Uh, this your first, uh, you know, schmobate in, you know, like the moderators judging. World. I really enjoyed being on this side of it. Although it's, there were points where I was like wanting to jump in to make arguments <laughs> for and against things, and I was like, oh wait, I can't do that. I also wanted to say, James, are you wearing a Powerline shirt? I just noticed now. I am wearing <gasps> <a> Powerline shirt. <laughs> from the crowd. Oh my gosh, Ben, do that song for the love of God. Oh sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be a good one. Do it. I. Oh my gosh, that's what I need in my life right now. I'll up my Patreon right now. All right. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Um, you know, Brian, you are not part of the rock stars, but you are a rock star in every single sense of the word. James, my dude, you're one of my favorite competitors. And going on right now, I can't wait to see more of you. Definite uh, man of the future. <gasps> Look at that. What up, my dude? Look at that little fella. They're waving to you. Look at that Look at this guy. This is Rylan. <laughs> Ryland. Hey, Ryland. Yep. Oh, love it. I like your shirt, my dude. Hi. You look super cool. <laughs> you look dapper. Well, <laughs> um, I gotta go put him to bed. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have thank a you good so much. evening, everyone. Yes. Thanks, guys. And thanks to Ben, everyone. We'll see you guys soon. Have a great rest of your night and stay safe. Bye.
Bye. Bye, guys. See you guys.